Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, A Quick Shot of Romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by Lindsay and we are reviewing Beard Science, which is book three of the Winston Brothers series by Penny Reed. Welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Okay. You want to read the synopsis from Goodreads for us? Yes. New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and U.S. Today best-selling series, finalist Goodreads Choice Awards Best Romance 2016, make a deal with the devil and you might get what you want, but will it be what you need? Jennifer Sylvester wants one thing, and that one thing is not to be Tennessee's reigning banana cake queen. Ever the perpetual good girl and obedient daughter, Jennifer is buckling under the weight of her social media celebrity, her mother's ambitions, and her father's puritanical mandates. Jennifer is officially desperate, and desperate times call for Cletus Winston. Cletus Winston is a puzzle wrapped in a mystery, covered in a conundrum sauce, and now he's in a pickle. Despite being convinced of his own omniscience, extortion by the exalted banana cake queen of Green Valley has taken him completely by surprise. So, what's a maniacal mastermind to do? Likely the last thing you'd expect. Okay, so this was released October 11th, 2016, so it's a little bit older. Um, The trope is friends to lovers, forbidden love, small town, and virgin heroine. And the steam level, I say it's about a two, because there are a couple like steamy scenes, but there isn't a lot. But it's not closed door, so there's definitely a little bit of steam. So I love this book. I know you do too. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the small town of Green Valley. So they were in Green Valley, Tennessee, which is a very rural area. Um, I don't think it's real. I think it might be based it's on a... It's not. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think so. It is based on a real place, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's like Gatlinburg, Tennessee, or if it's somewhere out there. But yeah, it is a real place that it's based on. Mm-hmm. But Green Valley itself is not a real place. Well, and I just, I love how it has that real small town feel. Like everybody knows everybody. They have all these fun, like areas, Daisy's Nut House and like all these fun little bakeries, different shops that they can do to And it has that, it like, you can feel the small town, like in the, in the work of the words. Yes, I agree. Um, and it's, and, oh, go ahead. There's also the Piggly Wiggly, which is a Southern tradition. And I love that that is featured in these All of them. And it's so funny as well, because the in almost every single book, it seems like there's a scene where Jennifer is going to the Piggly Wiggly. So I I don't know if there's like significance (laughs) or that, but it's funny to me. (laughs) Well, she has to go get her bananas because she always says the banana pickup. And one of the big focuses in this whole series is a relationship between all of the Winston brothers and Ashley, the lone Winston sister. And I just love how close they are. Like they, there's seven, seven of them. Seven. Yes. There's, but they have such a good relationship. Like they, there's animosity and anger and issues between all of them, but like they still continually have this really wonderful family dynamic that I just adore. Yes. I really like that too. Even though they have 
different dynamics between all the siblings, one of the common themes in this entire series is that they put that behind them when they get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also work through their issues. Like there's a lot of issues to be worked through. And mm-hmm. in each of the books, there's a major issue the characters overcome yeah. that plays into not only them being happier with their family, but also being happier in their relationship with their loved one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we have met Cletus in the previous books and he's always, he has his fixations and his his plans and his revenge schemes, but they're not revenge according to him. They're just his fixations and his plans. Um, but so and when the book opens, he has decided that he's going to court Shelly, who is a new employee <laughs> at the auto body shop because he feels that they are well-suited And that kind of plays a little bit of a theme throughout the story also. Yes. And it's also very funny because the book that comes after this, actually the timeline is in parallel and it's actually Shelly's love story, Mm -hmm. which is even more funny, Uh Um, which I, I just, I get a kick out of that every time. But the biggest thing about Cletus, the thing that I, I saved a quote that I think just sums him up so perfectly. At one point in the book, he says, I don't like to judge people. I love it. Writing people completely off was liberating. Mm -hmm. That is exactly who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing about Jen is that he has written her off and she challenges him. Well, and that's the thing. Like she, (laughs) he basically like ignores the fact that she is, in existence almost like he has no desire to to know her no desire to talk to her no and then and then she blackmails him for something that happened and it he starts to see her in this whole new light and like I feel so bad for Jen because she is the banana queen cake or the banana cake queen but she has no real like identity of herself because she's been so sheltered her parents are not very good people like her mom definitely like redeems herself but her dad is a terrible human being and you see that in the in the um, spinoff series with them also and I just I felt so bad because like she strives to like do everything that they want and focus on what they need and nothing she does is for herself Yes, I my impression of both Jen and Cletus was that they actually have very similar family dynamics with Cletus's mother passing away and his father being a very abusive figure and then him mm-hmm. having some abandonment issues from that. Um, and then Jen, like her father is very much the same. She has abuse and some, some level of abandonment issues, I think, mm-hmm. with both of her parents because... They don't give her any space to be anything except this very cultivated, very profitable social media influencer, banana cake queen image Mm -hmm. that they've built for her. Yeah. And she made no money for it. No, but that's the kicker. Like she's in her 20s. (laughs) Like, like this has been her life. Like her mother tells her what to wear, how to do her hair, what like, like what her makeup is like, how to paint her nails. Like her mother basically tells her exactly how to act. And that was one thing I loved because she makes this decision. Like she's going to do more for herself and she blackmails Cletus into helping her. And his big thing is giving her homework 
to start changing things, but changing things to what she wants and how she wants things. And he really helps her find herself and her self-identity, like past the banana cake queen. She still uses that persona when she needs to, but she really focuses on her and what she wants and her needs. And I love too, towards the end, like when she decides like she's going to make these changes and she's going to, she needs that space. Like I'm going to do this on my own. I've never done this. I, I need to do this for myself. Yeah. And there's also this element of her relationship with Cletus is spurred by this concept that she's allowing herself to want this one thing. Mm -hmm. And that's to find a husband. She doesn't want to find a boyfriend. She doesn't want to fall in love. She just wants Mm -hmm. a husband because according to her parents and the very limited worldview they have, that's the one thing she feels that will get her out of the situation that she's just done with. Yeah. Um, And she wants to have kids. So that's where Cletus comes in. He's helping her uh, be more appealing to a future husband. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's it doesn't quite work out the way either of them anticipated. It's very no, entertaining. <laughs> it, it doesn't. And I thought it was so interesting that they, like, Janice portrayed as this, like, everybody thinks that she's this small-minded, simple person. And she is not that at all. Like she is very intelligent, very like beyond like everything that anybody has ever thought. Like she talks about how like baking is chemistry and she likes to do all these experiments with different groups that she is like participates with. And it just, she is this closet like genius who has her own like, what was the word in the um, conundrum sauce, like mystery and conundrum sauce. And I feel like that is like, it's her too. Like she is this mysterious like person who nobody truly knows because she's been so like stifled and Cletus brings out all of that like hidden that she knows she has, but she has never been allowed to, to share. Right. Yeah. And she's also very similar to Cletus. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. She wakes up early in the morning to do things her way. And she puts a lot of effort into giving the appearance to her parents that she's doing what they think she's doing. But like she would wake up at, I think five o'clock in the morning to get to the bakery two hours early. So she had time to make each cake individually because she wouldn't like, she had very similar, um, I guess, very similar way of doing things that Cletus had. Mm-hmm. She's very particular, but yeah, she's very smart and she's funny. She That was one thing too. I don't think I anticipated when I initially read this book, how funny she would be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you get a good idea of who Cletus is from the first two books, but then when you get to this one and you really get the, you know, the, <laughs> you get the deeper, <laughs> the front row like, seat to his, yeah. his, uh, way well, of thinking. to his mind, like he, he, his <laughs> way of thinking is like nobody else's. Like he is, he has these thoughts and plans that like you just, you don't expect, but it, he meets his match in Jen because she has these thoughts and plans and like these fixations like he talks like he how he fixates on things and thinks things through and like nothing 
she's constantly like surprising him and he doesn't like to be surprised. He likes control because he had issues with that when he was younger, like a temper. And so he want, he tries to control everything and she, she throws his control like for a tailspin. Yes. Yes, she does. And another thing with Cletus was just, he's kind of an evil mastermind Mm -hmm. and he's very much motivated by revenge. He is all of his actions in the book up until the tipping point when he realizes he's in love with Jen are revenge motivated. And then he kind of realizes that in order to be with Jen and to make something work with her, that he's going to have to dramatically change his approach to the way he treats people <laughs> well and- um in in terms of like collecting evidence on everyone and so mm-hmm. he always has something up on someone so he can always coerce people into doing what he needs them to do well, he he does and but he's also been so like singular in it like he doesn't ask for help he doesn't want to involve mm-hmm. anybody and and that was one of the big things too like he has all these plans on like this entire elaborate plan for the Iron Wraiths, and he decides to step back and take a family vote and see if what he has planned is something that he should do, because it doesn't just involve him, but he was singularly focused on, like, what he wanted and not what anybody else wanted. And I think that was a big thing, too, with, like, him getting to know Jen and, like, her being a big part of his life is, like, it wasn't always about him anymore. It wasn't about what he wanted, what he needed. It was about everybody around him as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I, re- okay. I just thought the book was so funny too. It it really because is. Like they're long and wordy, which <laughs> is fine with me. But because Penny Reed has this style where it just there's lots of there's dialect without dialect. It's like there's it. I just I really enjoy like her writing style. Um, but I think that. She just writes these really, really complex characters, but they're not so complex that you don't, you feel out of touch with them, but they're, but they're extremely complex. Like, I mean, cause people are very complex and you have more complex like, people than others, but all of her characters, like there's layer upon layer upon layer upon layer with her characters. Yeah. And one of the things she does really well is she layers a plot, like a storyline on top of a love story. So mm-hmm. there's always two different dynamics going on. So with this one, there was, you know, Cletus and Jen getting together, but then there was also the issue of the evidence that had gone missing and mm-hmm. the drama that unfolds there with the iron raves. And there's the underlying story. And what I like about this series in particular is that that underlying story, it has a, I think a satisfying beginning and end in each of the Winston brothers books, mm-hmm. but the theme of that, or I guess the backbone of that story starts in the first book. I think, uh, was that Bo's book? And then mm-hmm. it goes all the way through Billy's book. So there's yeah. like that backbone story. And then even as she's, um, spun out into her Penny Reed Smarty Pants romance universe and then she where she has other authors writing stories in Green Valley World and then she has the um, murder and mysteries solving for pie series 
with Clint, Jen and Cletus where they're solving mysteries together, they're still all feeding into that greater timeline. Mm-hmm. So you can get a lot out of reading her series as a whole, or you can just really feel very satisfied reading one of her books. Yeah, I agree. Cause like, it's not like this overarching storyline that, that there's no like sort of resolution to like, there's these background stories that it's there and eventually like there might be conclusion to it. Like, but her timelines also, they're kind of skewed because like you said, like Bo's story and Cletus's story, they kind of overlap a little bit, but then there's a big gap. There's big, there's big gaps between books because once you get to Billy's story, there's been like a, a pretty good chunk of time between Cletus's story and Billy's story. But then the solving for Pi, they're sandwiched in between Cletus and it's somebody else's. Like she, her timelines, like they, it works and it makes sense, but it's, it's hard to keep track sometimes. It is. And there's Easter eggs everywhere. So it's mm-hmm. really fun if you're into like the, you know, like the Marvel, uh, conspiracy theory type stuff where you're always looking for like the easter eggs they leave and mm-hmm. things like that it's fun because it brings that to the romance world a little bit uh-huh. um but it's also fun because you don't have to, to pursue that if you don't want to to enjoy the books yeah it's well just like and an i like extra <laughs> yeah and i and let's talk about the solving for pie series a little bit because i love the fact that like Cletus and Jen got their happily ever after in their book. Like their epilogue wasn't super far off, but if you've finished the series, like, you know, like where they're at years down the line in Billy's book, but it's fun to like revisit them in the solving for pie. Cause like you're in the first book, it's an engagement and espionage and they're it's, it happens like right after their book has completed, like right after the holiday season is over. And it's like this whole new, like chaos of what's going on in their lives and like they're them trying to meld their lives together and then marriage and murder is next and it happens like sequentially with that and I just I love to to visit them again and get more from these two like I just they're honestly they're my favorite out of all of them they are and I really love the solving for pie series because it shows the growth and evolution of their relationship you Mm -hmm. you know you get a pretty satisfying happily ever after with I mean that's all romance books you get a pretty satisfying happily ever after but I love that Penny shows them growing and evolving Mm -hmm. together and continuing to challenge each other and push each other to become better people in the books Mm -hmm. and I really like how you see Jen grow Mm-hmm. in the books as well because you see in the um engagement and espionage she's still very very set in her patterns and her mm-hmm. way of trying well, to she's, please her mother and yeah, then she's still her, very much a yes yes yes, oh, I yes. Will. no boundaries she's mm-hmm. still struggling she's still trying to do everything and not mm-hmm. rock the boat too much but then you really see her jump into herself and really embrace herself fully in marriage um marriage and murder, marriage and murder mm-hmm. which I love well, and I love too that like it's not this easy easy going like everything is happy go lucky hunky dory type thing like like you see their problems like you see them work through like the conflicts that they're they're 
that are coming up, like you see them trying to navigate their relationship along with like the chaos that's going on around them because, and it gives like a, a real world perspective to it because yeah, every, you have your happily ever after, but it's, it's not always easy. Like there's ups, there's downs, there's fights, there's chaos. Like, and I think that is one of the biggest thing is like, you're seeing this couple where, you know, for a fact that they're going to be happy, they get that happily ever after, but you see their struggle for that also. Yeah, you see the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of really traumatic scenes in those books. I did not expect them to be uh-huh. so suspenseful. <laughs> yeah, and I, a lot of suspense I, in there. And there and, is, yeah. And you don't know, like, I didn't know what was going to happen in either of those until the end. Mm-hmm. They're very, the, the mystery is very hard to predict, which I love mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think we get two or three more of these um, solving for pies. Excuse me. So yeah, I'm I think very there's excited. two more. I think there is home there's and a, heist and, and then baby and baby something. and ballistic. So there's mm-hmm. two more that she's announced. I think the next one comes out next year. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited ex- for them. I am too. <laughs> so back to beard science did you like this book i love this book i've read it a handful of times and it's always so fun to go back i feel mm-hmm. like it's a different experience every time and i well, get more out of it i i feel the same way i love this book also clinston is my or cletus not clinston combining <laughs> words there cletus is my favorite winston and i i reread this because it has been a while so i reread it and like there were definitely things that i i picked up in this one like this read that i didn't notice last time and there's like a couple little nuances where i'm like oh i didn't notice that last time but like and i i just feel like you especially since i had read the marriage and murder and um, engagement and espionage before I went back and read these. So it's like you notice little things more. Yeah, I agree. So who would typically like this book? I think I'm not sure every fan of romance would like this. I think if you're expecting something steamier or if you need steam in your book, you may be very disappointed mm-hmm. with this story. The characters are fascinating and entertaining, but it is very low steam, meaning mm-hmm. the only all-out sex scene is in the epilogue. So you mm-hmm. have a long haul to get there. It doesn't follow the traditional romance trope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyone who likes a, a really, really slow burn, <laughs> um, or someone who's just not looking for the atypical romance, like you said, like it, it doesn't follow that same pattern as some of the other romances, and even the other Winston stories, like it doesn't follow the same pattern as those. And I think. But I think with Jen and Cletus, like it worked because they are not your typical people or your typical couple. Like they are, they're, uh, yeah. If you want the steam, just switch right on over to marriage and murder because that was very steamy. That one is very (laughs) steamy. So we get the steam with Jen and Cletus. We just have to wait for it. Oh, yeah. So would you recommend this book? Yes, definitely. It's one of my all-time favorite books, especially from the romance genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% recommend this book. And Cletus, like I said, is without a doubt one of my favorite characters. Yes, I think there's a little Cletus in all of us because there are so many things where it's like, I can relate to that, but I would never say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really have a filter. 
or or he like says like he double talks a lot so he like yeah. says something and it's like you have to think about what he means but i just love his all his sausage jokes too like yes every, everybody loves that. his sausage yeah so it's just funny that cletus is known for a sausage and jen is banana cake queen and it's i true. get the chuckle out of that i know I do <laughs> she too. did that on purpose she had to have done that on purpose oh definitely <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on to this quick shot for Beard Science. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 